It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is April 10th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. Well, okay. Thank you, Bill. Now, again, Bill. Bill always tries to get some good news articles. And Bill, what's what's going on? You have a statement here from the acting VA Secretary Robert Wilkie that Congress has to pass that choice bill now. Well, yes, it is. Uh, he's been recently uh, appointed the acting uh, Secretary for Veterans Affairs, and you know, Gary, as we've spoken in the, in the past. The choice bill, you know, it, uh, it, as important as it is, it sometimes uh, you get the feeling it's a stepchild because uh, we knew earlier that uh, it was getting close to uh, 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 expending uh, all of the funds that were left. And the president, I guess maybe now about three weeks, signed the uh, the. Uh, uh, spending bill that uh, takes us right to the end of the fiscal year, and uh, the choice was not included. So that creates a problem, as you know, in being yes. able to get timely uh, appointments uh, with uh, medical assistance, primarily in the uh, civilian community. And it's, uh, you know, again, this is a touch-and-go situation. So uh, the new secretary or acting secretary is sounding the alarm saying that, you know, we must get this done or we're going to have the same kinds of situations that got us here from, if you recall, the, the, the VA uh, hospital in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, with the long waits. That's what we headed for. Gary, if we don't get this situation in here with some additional funds. That's true. Is there anything in that article uh, showing us how maybe we can respond to our uh, Congress or Senate senators as far as this goes? Well, I, you know, I think it's a matter of uh, just making the contact, calling uh, the uh, congressional offices uh, in, in Washington D.C., uh, both at the uh, at the House of Representatives and the Senate, this is uh, it's crucial, Gary. And wow. uh, this is a way of uh, veterans helping ourselves by uh, you know making that echo of the alarm louder to those who have the power to act. That's right. Unbelievable. Well, hopefully hopefully they pass something. You also have another article, Bill, uh, you mentioned, as far as the ID goes. Uh, what's, what's happening with the uh, veteran ID? Well, this, again, is a uh, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs uh, program. As you know, the military ID card, excuse me, the 
the VAID card for honorably discharged veterans uh, has been one of those touch-and-go situations, and it's uh, on again now. But uh, the the U.S. Public Health Service, Gary, and the mm-hmm. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, known as the by the acronym of NOAA, uh, these individuals who serve in both of those uh, organizations are considered veterans by law or, and are entitled to all veterans' benefits, including health care, through the VA and burial in national cemeteries. For some unknown and maybe an odd reason, uh, those two organizations were left out and not included in the application process. So, again, the hope and expectation is that the VA will take care of that and uh, allow these two organizations who serve our country just uh, as uh, in their categories, just like all of the other uniformed services, and get them on board to be able to uh, enjoy uh, this benefit of the VA ID card. Yeah, definitely. All right. Appreciate it, Bill. Now, Bill, will you have the honor of introducing our guest. And, Gary, indeed, it is an honor to introduce our guest today, Monty Heath. Uh, Monty joined the uh, U.S. Navy in 1993 to become a SEAL. He proudly served our country for 11 years. During this time, he was deployed to multiple war zones and was twice awarded the Bronze Star with Combat Valor Device. Uh, after honorably discharging in 2004, Monty led the U.S. Navy's SEAL Mentorship Program and the BUDS Preparatory Program, the first two steps in the SEAL Candidates Training Pipeline. Monty then provided and managed executive protection details for Forbes 400 families as well has managed a 614,000-acre Echo Escort. And, Gary, uh, I, you know, I'm Forbes, but I wasn't included in that family. Just want you to realize that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no problem. Monty is, a passion, is passionate about supporting and giving back to the veteran community. Monty serves as director of military programs for higher ground, which offers veterans a means to increase their quality of life through inclusive therapeutic recreation. Monty is also the executive director at Vet2CEO, where he can help veterans succeed with business ownerships. The director of veterans in business at Prime Pay, where he helps veteran entrepreneurs and private business franchises. And also, he's the chief operating officer in Team Fortitude, where Monty provides leadership and team culture training to the active duty and veteran communities. Monty Heath, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, sir. Thank you very, thank you very much, gentlemen. All right, pleasure to be here. I appreciate it taking the time to be here. That's that's all that counts. 
Again, Monty, uh, why don't you give us, you know, who started the organization and, and what was their uh, their mission? Higher Ground. Okay. That, that, is that, is that a, a group of is that a group of people or? Right. So, so Higher Ground is a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. We are our flagship uh, base is in Sun Valley, Idaho. We also have a location in Los Angeles, and we have a location next to Buffalo. And there's two distinct sides of higher ground. There's the military side, which, which I'm uh, honored to be a part of, and then there's the recreation side. The recreation side is um, helping and servicing uh, people with disabilities of all ages. And then again, on the military side, uh, we, we help those with post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, and military sexual trauma. Okay. Is that any type of disability? Um, so to qualify for our programs on the military side, the mm-hmm. person, guy, the guy or gal must show symptoms of one of those three things, not all of those th- three things, but either post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, or military sexual trauma. Um, and for those not up on military sexual trauma, unfortunately, um, one in a hundred men and one in five ladies um, claim military sexual trauma at some point in their career. So, so um, those are the three qualifiers to get into our program. There's many other programs out there that um, will have different demographics and qualifiers, uh, but we do accept people from any war, so we're not post-9-11 only. And... Uh, you know, we, we, we want to help those who we believe deserve it the most, and that's the people that have signed their name on the dotted line, which is basically a blank check to the United States government, which could be cashed in for a foot, a leg, an arm, an eyeball, your hearing, um, your brain, you know, not functioning as well, or your life. So we want to help those folks. All right. Now, what type of military programs do you offer? I mean, I know there's quite a few, but if you could um, more or less break it down. Yeah. So we do, um, we do 14 one-week camps a year. So what does that look like? That looks like guys and gals flying out from all over the country, wherever they live, all 50 states, um, flying here to Idaho, and, um, and we'll do therapeutic recreation. What the heck is that? That's basically introducing an activity, anything from fly fishing or whitewater rafting or equine therapy, snowboarding, skiing, archery, you name it, anything outdoors. We want to get people outdoors. So we introduce activities to those folks, giving them new opportunities for passion, or maybe it'll reignite an old passion. And then, um, you know, we feed them well, and, and we, we, we teach them some classes on communication skills and relationship skills and how to better cope or recover, which is a heck of a lot better than coping, recovering from their injuries, from their, from their mostly invisible injuries. So um, we have mental health professionals on staff in case if and when the topics go very deep, which we don't pry, we don't try to get anybody to go deep or talk about war scenarios or, you know, their deepest, darkest fears or, or, you know, what event probably caused them to have post-traumatic stress disorder or a traumatic brain injury. 
Um, but if they do want to talk through those things, then we do have mental health professionals on staff during camps, and, uh, and they can do that. Um, I'll give you a brief overview of the week, uh, sample week. So we just finished up our last winter camp here in Sun Valley, and that is the folks showing up on Sunday. If we get them in early enough, we get them their gear. Monday morning, we get them over to Dollar Mountain, which is like a amazing beginner mountain here in Sun Valley. And we have usually two, at least one, if not two instructors per person. So we have a two instructor to one person ratio for ski lessons. And of course, this is all free, by the way. Wow. So the the participants, um, both veteran and caregivers, by the way, we treat the family just the same. So if it's a married veteran, he's bringing his wife, and his wife is completely, absolutely part of the program. And these folks ski or snowboard, and they um, finish up about 3.30. About 4.30, we have processing. And the first theme of the day is building bonds. A lot of guys and gals, when they leave the military, especially against mm-hmm. their will, like when they're med boarded out, um, mm-hmm. they lose their sense of tribe. They lose their sense of, of uh, community and, um, and, you know, the, the bonds that they had built in the military, they're gone. And these folks are left without a mission. They're left without a purpose. And human beings just do not do well if we don't have a purpose. So the first thing we do is build bonds. And um, we issue a new unit jacket. Um, Everybody's got the same jacket, and we have a unit scroll, which is significant to that unit. So there'll never be another jacket like theirs, this particular cohort, you know, each camp. And we discuss we discuss building bonds and, and what it's like and what it's like to try to build bonds in the civilian community. You know, a lot of these guys and gals with post-traumatic stress disorder, they've lost trust and they've really certainly lost trust in the, in the civilian community. They feel like they can't relate. They feel like they, civilians have no idea what their life was like, what they're talking about, what combat is like, what's it like being overseas away from your family and all of that. So they isolate. They sit on their couch and play video games and watch movies and uh, and isolate and really kind of detach from society. Um, so we want to bring them back and we want to we want them to build bonds and we want them to build bonds with their new with their new unit, right? So this new unit, which is 18 people, that's the size of a camp. Um, you know, we have people for a week, but then after the week is over, we hope that those 18 people can lean on each other if and when they need some help. So Tuesday is healing tools, and uh, it's another day of alpine skiing or snowboarding, and we teach them healing tools. So again, communication skills, relationship skills, what exactly is PTSD, what is TBI, how can you manage it better, how can you, how can you inform those around you um, of what PTSD and TBI is so that, they, so that they're aware of it and they know, you know why daddy's... Um, escalated or why daddy is is kind of, uh, uh, you know, probably ought to stay away from him right now, right? So the family can learn those skills as well. Um, the next day is uh, live your passions where we, we talk about passions and we talk about flow theory and we talk about what people are interested in doing. And a lot of times guys and gals had passions before they went to combat or before they experienced trauma, and for one reason after another or, or another, um, they don't do those passions anymore. 
and um, it's really sort of taxing on their system. They have unmet needs for fun and, and play, and they don't do what they used to love to do, whether it be because of physical reasons or emotional reasons or financial reasons or whatever. They just don't do it anymore, and we want those folks either A, jumping back into their old passions, or B, finding new passions. Or maybe C, just figuring out that, look, there's, it's kind of fun to try new things, right? It's kind of fun to, to, mm-hmm. to try, try new experiences. Um, next day is I Am Valued, where we really dive into some, some, you know, some psychology a bit um, and talk about um, how you are right now is good enough. What you bring to the table right now is good enough. Can we improve practically every aspect of our lives? Of course. But how you are right now, you are just, you're good enough. You're good enough the way you are. And that's kind of a hard thing for, for military types to, to, to grasp, for, for alpha types to grasp, for, um, for doers and high action guys and gals to grasp. And then finally, our last day is, is taking the next step, where we, 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 um, we set up a plan of action form with specific goals, um, smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-oriented, time and we help them form those goals. And then finally, over the course of three years, we follow up with these folks. So it's not just a one-week vacation and see you later. It's we want to know how you're doing over the course of the next three years, and we're going to do that over a court, you know, with emails and phone calls, and we're going to refer back to that plan of action form to see how you're doing, to see if you need to adjust or change any of your goals, or to see if we can put you in touch with any resources out there, whether that be, you know, something to do with finances or mental health or whatever it is, connect others to resources. Right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. 
It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice of America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Monty Heath, Director of Military Programs with Higher Ground. And Bill, you had a question. Yes, Gary. Uh, it's uh, really a comment and uh, from Higher Ground. Uh, Monty, uh, I noticed on the Higher Ground site that uh, there's a four-star rating by Charity Navigator. And we don't get a chance to talk too much about that, but explain to our listening audience how, how you have acquired that rating from Charity Navigator. Sure. <clears throat> So, uh, first of all, we're very proud of that because what it means is that we spend our money well, right? So I'm not going to, you know, trash any other organizations out there, but there have been some, some organizations in the national media that have been uh, on the wrong side of, of this. And what that means is you take in a dollar, how much money do you spend on, on your participants? And how much money do you spend on everything else, right? So we're free door-to-door, and we're quite, quite proud of the fact that we spend 88, almost 89 cents on the dollar um, directly towards programming. And um, the mark to stay above is about 75%, and uh, we're crushing that, and we're happy about that. And, uh, you know, we run a pretty lean organization, and, um, you know, we're not in this for the money. We don't have any six-figure salaries or even close. We uh, we put our money into programming, and like I said, where where we think um, those people deserve it the most, and that's uh, our veterans and, and their families. Well, that's important, Monty, because I think that's very impressive when a potential or a return donor who's making contributions to you, uh, if they're satisfied that that. That that uh, donated dollar is getting as far in terms of servicing the veteran. Uh, I think you can expect that they will continue to come back and and support you. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes it you know it takes you you got to spend some money to raise some money, and that's that's understandable. Um, but when you have you know executives making you know, six figures starting with two in the, you know, trying to help those with post-traumatic stress disorder or traumatic brain injuries, taking vacations and, and uh, you know, hanging out in Vegas and all that. It's it's just not right. So the money's got to be 
Look, there's like 40,000 veteran service, veteran VSOs out there, veteran service organizations. So it, we're all kind of fighting for the same money. And if it's not spent well, um, you are going to, that's going to be known in the community and you're not going to receive funding anymore and, and rightly so. So we're proud of that four-star rating and, and we plan to stick with it. Right. Well, that's great well, because there, there, there's some that I know you mentioned with six figures starting too. I'm aware of some that the, the first number in that six is a three. So yeah. they all ought to be, uh, you know, uh, look in the mirror about that. But look, uh, uh, you know, with the programs with Higher Ground, uh, this uh, what caught my attention was the rehabilitation and with group therapy with uh, family members there. Explain to uh, our listening audience of how important it is with the group therapy that uh, the participants can discuss and 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 and. Uh, Feed on each other's experiences and uh, their shortcomings that they want to uh, uh, correct. And you know what I found out is that we, as members of the military, uh, the male side in particular, we don't want to talk about some of the things that we're going through. Uh, we we keep that inwardly. So by having a family member present who will speak a little bit more freely and maybe interact with other family members, there's got to be some positiveness in that group therapy. And if it is, tell our, uh, explain that to our listening audience. Okay. Um, so you said a lot there. There's a lot to unpack, and I'll, I'll start with culture. So <clears throat> culture has definitely changed since I've been alive, and it's been changing since World War II, really, in terms of the culture of talking, the culture of um, getting things off your chest, the culture of talking to a mental health professional about some of the trauma that you experienced, right? We didn't even call it PTSD until like the 80s, right? We used to call it being shell-shocked. And, um, and you weren't a, a quote-unquote man back then if you, um, if you brought it up. Right. If you, you know, you're, you're supposed to just suck it up and, and drive on, uh, which is fine. There's plenty of instances where uh, I think sucking it up and driving it on is is quite functional and will keep you alive. But when you get back home and you get back to your family, um, if you don't have the tools to recover from what you experienced, you're going to have problems. And that's that's what occurs. And I, I was sort of in that group as well. Um, I was definitely in the culture of uh, not talking about this stuff, um, suck it up, feelings are weakness, emotions are weakness, and the, all that matters is the mission. Mission-focused, period, your needs as a human being are irrelevant, your feelings and emotions are certainly irrelevant, and we've got a job to do, right? So that, that was me. That was me as a kid, that was me in the SEAL teams, uh, and that was me until about probably about three, four years ago where I started working here at Higher Ground. So family, why is, why is it important to, to bring the family and include the family? Um, the family's got to be educated on what's going on with dad or mom. You know, um, the family needs to know why when fireworks go off, maybe dad freaks out or he doesn't like to be in large crowds or he gets really, really angry, violently angry if somebody cuts him off in traffic. 
or, um, you know, if you pop a balloon, you know, if you were to pop a balloon behind my head, I would get down and seek cover. You know, those are all things where the, where families and kiddos and, and wives need to be educated on what the heck is going on. And, you know, it's not daddy being an a-hole. It's daddy having post-traumatic stress disorder and his amygdala is firing too much. And he's basically damn near always in a state of fight or flight. So that's what's going on with with uh, with Daddy when he's angry or or being hypervigilant. Um, in terms of lessons learned, it, it is wonderful to get a bunch of people together um, that are on their journeys of recovery uh, at different points, right? So we might see we might have on a higher ground camp, for example, we might have active duty personnel that got away and took some leave and 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 came to our camp, or we might have Vietnam veterans that have been out for, you know, 40 years. So people are in, the, you know, different stages of their journey, and they do share, and they do share what worked for them and what didn't work for them. And both of them are equally um, as educational and, and wonderful to hear, you know, what worked for somebody, so you don't make that mistake. And then also what, um, excuse me, what didn't work for somebody, and then what did work for somebody. So maybe you could try that. You know, we're we're always sort of you know, we, we sort of have these binary constructs in our mind, like there's only two choices or either or. There's, you know, if there's a million ways to do something and there's a million ways to tackle a problem, not just one or two. So it is great to uh, to share and, and hear, hear success stories, but also what didn't work. But uh, I think I covered all parts of that question. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Marty, I, I see it this way. Uh, our government... Uh, invests tremendous sums of money in preparation for us to be able to function as a uh, whatever uh, uh, branch of service that we so serve in to be the best, and, and I think we are the best. And, and, and the flip side of that is that when the time ends for us to come back from the combat and the battlefield to home and community, uh, we need some preparation, uh, maybe yes. as basic training going in. We need some basic training for returning back. And I, and I believe, and, and, and I think you do, is that what you're doing in, 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 in higher ground is providing what needs to be done when we return to home and community because it, it, it can have a tremendous impact upon the family, the, the 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 wife the the the, the kids it, it's it's something else so this is so important that getting those folks together and talking it out and sharing experiences and and this isn't new by the way the Spartans would take like six weeks off after battle right I mean nowadays it's it's not strange or it's not uncommon so say I was still in the teams I could be I could go out tonight on an operation capture kill mission whatever shooting people in the face, less than 48 hours later, I could be sitting at the dinner table with my wife and young children. And then, you know, and then as society, we're surprised when things go awry. You know, you, you, can't, you can't be shooting people one day and then changing baby's diapers the next and, and, expect, and expect it to have a fluid transition with no training, no decompression time, no, no time to get anything off your chest, 
Um, no time to warn your, 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 your wife and family of, of how you are now because war does change people. Um, it's, it's ludicrous. So I'm glad that we're, you know, that our organization exists. There's other organizations like ours, and that we're starting to put more and more time and effort into guys and gals after they come home from combat. And 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 here's here's something to to discuss. When I was in the SEAL teams, I was pretty I was pretty full of myself in the SEAL teams, right? I, I would compare military careers, and I would compare um, deployments and and. And, and, but now it's just, it's pointless. What I'm saying is, is you can't say to somebody, you know, you were just on a ship. How do you have post-traumatic stress disorder? Well, when a ship launches missiles and those rockets kill people, that affects some people. And who am I to say that, you, you know, only face-to-face combat situations, quote-unquote, elicit or earn, you know, um, respect or, or, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is there's no reason to compare military careers. We don't get to choose where we go someplace and when, you know, there are orders, not suggestions. And um, to those people out there that, that feel like their military career was less than or they have to compare it to some special forces guy or SEAL or whatever, don't do that. You signed up to protect our country, and that's what you did. Be proud of it. That's right. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Monty Heath, Director of Military Programs with Higher Ground. Uh, Monty, how does you have three locations, correct? Correct. 
Now, how does uh, do, do all facilities um, like uh, I'm trying to get at the the hand cycling, for instance, is that something that all facilities, all three of them, um, take care of something like that, or is that a program for all three? Yeah, we could we we could do uh, hand cycling at each at each location. We have the majority of our equipment here at our flagship in Sun Valley, um, but we would uh, we'd love to put on programs at our other two locations. So the other two locations are this. They are in Los Angeles. We have teamed up with U.S. Vets, which is an organization that helps homeless veterans. And we've got a space in the Bob Hope Patriotic Hall, which is this pretty neat building in L.A., and that's where we run our programming out of. They do um, all sorts of things, um, water sports, as you might imagine, but there's 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 all sorts of things they can do there and hiking and and basically everything we do here, minus the skiing, closely to them, they can they can ski. It's just uh, several hours away. Um, but and then the East Coast, which is at a, um, it's actually at a location called Beaver Hollow, which is a um, Biggest Loser franchise. You might have heard of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've collaborated with them, and they've got wonderful facilities, um, amazing facilities, actually. And we have a, um, a program out there, and it just started. Both of those programs are, are new, you know, um, within a year or two, and um, as opposed to our flagship here, which we started in 99. So out there in Beaver Hollow, um, same activities. Um, matter of fact, they have all sorts of um, facilities already in place, like low ropes courses, high ropes courses. Um, they've got a pond and shuffleboard and basketball and pretty much anything you can imagine, fishing, you know, and um, and the idea there with those expansion sites is to pull more people uh, regionally, right? So remember earlier I was talking about building bonds and building a new unit. Um, ideally, we, we try to bring folks from the same geographical area so that when they go back home, they can physically be close to each other and provide support, um, you know, go for hikes or bikes or kayaks or fishing or whatever the heck they're into. They can physically get together and do that not to mention, um, you know, be in close physical proximity if, if and when they need help for whatever. So flagship Sun Valley, Idaho, expansion sites, uh, Beaver Hollow, New York, out in Los, um, HGLA, out in Los Angeles. And then, you know, over the course of the next 10 years or so, we'd like to expand to another eight spots. So we want about 10 expansion spots, and those spots will coincide with the largest numbers of veterans, uh, and or um, facilities or other organizations that we can collaborate with that we uh, that we like their mission and we align with their mission and they have good reputations and um, just try to serve more people you know we, we there's uh, there's millions of veterans and lots of people in need and, and we want to serve them all right tell us how your membership uh, club how does that work um, are, are you talking about the crew program the brand new Crew program, well, maybe. It's it's the the um, the members club only club. Members I'm only sorry. club. Yes, the members only. Yeah, club. Yeah. Okay. So now so now you're tar- you're starting to talk about the recreation side of the house. So. Okay. So higher ground here, um, in Sun Valley, we have a recreation side of the house, which was um, actually I believe the first side of the house um, mm-hmm. created, and that's for people with disabilities of all ages in the area and out of town guests. So, for example, we do Special Olympics swimming, Special Olympics bocce, 
Special Olympic skiing, which is how I first got introduced to Higher Ground, by the way, which was um, spending my winters doing, um, spe- or spending a winter doing Special Olympic skiing. And uh, while I was at that eco resort, that humongous 614,000 acre eco resort, um, so the recreation side is wonderful. They have after-school programs, the members-only program. They, we take the local kiddos to all the things I mentioned earlier, and just basically try to set them up for social, you know, social situations um, in their peer groups. So the goal for some of these kiddos is to come through our program, where they have some, you know, they have some difficulties and challenges to overcome. Um, we teach them some skills, upgrade their skills a little bit in terms of whatever they, you know, whatever we're doing, swimming or skiing, but really teach them social skills and um, and have them uh, up their game so they can kind of kind of interact more with their own age group peers, and eventually get off of our programs and, and stick with the the normal quote unquote able body programs. All right, Bill. Well. Uh... Mike, uh, uh, Monty, rather, uh, I'm I'm very impressed moving over to one of the uh, other programs, the VET, the CEO, uh, with uh, the advances in technology, the, the seven-week online program that you have in training uh, for someone if they uh, are not working or working, want to change their career, uh, wishing to uh, maybe own a business, which this is all uh, dedicated to, and how it works. Uh, kind of give us uh, uh, the, the highlights uh, of that again, because uh, I, I think this is a, a great program that you have in the uh, Vet to CEO, the seven-week online program. Yeah, so Vet to CEO is another wonderful uh, 501c3 nonprofit totally free to participants. And um, what we do is we teach entrepreneurship and business skills to veterans or active duty folks. Um, It's mainly online. We have done a couple brick and mortar courses, but mainly we're online. And what I like about that is guys and gals can, can take the course from Afghanistan or Iraq or Sudan or wherever the heck they are, doesn't matter. They can take our course seven weeks online live um, they, we have two facilitator presenters who also happen to be the founders of the organization, Mike Horn and John Panichone. You've already done Mike Horn on here, I believe. Those two guys are um, veterans themselves and successful business owners in their own right, and they started the program six, seven years ago, um, and it's, it's great. And what we do is we have those two facilitators, like I mentioned, but we also have a veteran guest speaker. And the guest speaker is going to be nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100, a veteran business owner, him or herself. And, uh, you know, depending on what their wheelhouse is will depend on which of the seven weeks they come in on. Um, but it's all live. So folks will so be on a computer and they see this live presentation, audio and video. They can type in questions and, and get live questions from the facilitators and guest speakers. And if they can't make the live event, no sweat, the next day they get emailed a link to where they see all the same audio and visual and get the same exact experience uh, minus asking live questions. So uh, over the course of seven weeks, 
Um, you know, we teach people pretty much everything they need to know to, to, to start a business and fund a business and, and, and keep it running. And um, Or they figure out that maybe entrepreneurship is not for them and they go corporate or they go, you know, into uh, become an employee somewhere else and that's fine. You know, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Uh, but we also uh, see a lot of people go into franchises. Veterans, the, the transition from the military to a franchise makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, when you buy a franchise, you buy into a franchise, you're, you're effectively receiving a playbook, and you're basically getting, a, a, you know, a, an operations order or an op word that tells you what to do and how to do it, and if you follow their rules, you're pretty much going to be successful. Um, so we see a lot of veterans going into franchises and, um, there's plenty of franchises out there that will give huge discounts to veterans, um, on their franchise fees, on their equipment needed, um, all sorts of incentives. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a great program and I love helping people in business. So, so vet the CEO to me is sort of like step two. So to me, higher ground is step one kind of getting yourself straight and learn some recovery from PTSD or whatever you, you know, whatever trauma you experienced in the military. And then once you kind of got that taken care of, then, then let's get you into the, into the market and uh, producing your own products or services. All right. And you, you also have a sponsor of vet uh, 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 part to that. Uh, okay. Could you tell our listening audience a little bit about that also? Yeah, so it costs approximately $350 to put a, a vet through our seven-week program. And I'm going to be honest with you, um, our founders have been self-funding uh, vet to ceo since its inception, and those guys are amazing for doing so. Uh, but if you'd like to help us fund um, veterans going into business, uh, there's a Donate Now button on vet to ceo um, and I'll, I'll tell you what, we're not charity uh, navigator um, assessed yet because you have to be in business for seven years, but our percent is almost 100%. And how do I know that? Everybody's salary equals zero. Everybody's bonuses equal zero. We make no money, period. So all, all current money is going towards program participants. And um, we're going to be doing an event, quarter, probably quarter two, maybe quarter three of this year. It'll be our first brick-and-mortar um, event, and we're probably going to focus on funding. Funding is definitely um, a big deal. You know, you can have the best idea in the world, but if it's not properly funded, it's uh, it's going nowhere. So, yeah, um, but CEO, great organization, um, free to the participant. We just want to we just want to help folks succeed in business. All right, and why don't you give us your URL? Yeah, that is vettoceo.org. Let's see, uh, Victor, Echo, Tango, Tango, Oscar, Charlie, Echo, Oscar.org. All right. All right. And also, and also your um, uh, higher ground. Yeah, I definitely won't spell that one out. But that is uh, highergroundusa.org. So highergroundusa.org. Dot org. Do you ever use volunteers? Oh, good question. We absolutely use volunteers. Uh, we'll take volunteers on higher ground, and we'll take them on vet to CEO as well. On on the higher ground side, we have an enormous amount of volunteers. We are so blessed to have them. Seriously, actually, for example, you know, if I have eighteen participants coming to a ski program, 
I'll have 36 plus volunteers. Um, I might have 60 volunteers. And um, a lot of the guys and gals that volunteer are, are older veterans themselves. They've, um, you know, they've left California, which is a lot of folks here, and come here to, to retire. And, um, you know, they don't want to just get old and die. And they, they want to they wanna stay current and, and stay active. And they are. And they're wonderful ski instructors and, and connect with our folks. And, um, again, you know, teach them that you can trust and uh, show them that there's there's uh, there's more to life than than isolation and, and hypervigilance. That's true, Bill. Well, uh, Monty, I, I would imagine in all of these programs uh, that you're involved in, and you can pick one. Give us a a a a, a success story from one of those that uh, really catches your attention. Yeah. So. Um, there was this this participant who um, was really down on himself because she couldn't go to his kids' football game. He couldn't he couldn't handle crowds uh, too stimulating for him. You know his PTSD symptoms uh, just wouldn't allow it. He he would freak out and have to leave. So he so he called one of our staff members and said, you know, I I went to my son's football game and uh, only lasted five minutes and I had to leave. And, you know, it's, it's about baby steps. It's about, it's about small wins, okay? You know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? How do you climb Mount Everest one step at a time, period? There's no, there's no shortcuts. You just got to do it, right? So, and, 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 and applaud yourself along the way. So, anyway, so our staff member was like, hey, hold on, hold on. You went to a football game with all those people? And the guy was like, yeah. He's like, and you lasted five minutes? And the guy was like, yeah. And he's like, that's amazing. That's awesome. You know, maybe next time try to make it through the whole first quarter and then try to make it to halftime and then try to make it to the third quarter and then the fourth quarter and see if you can stay till after the game when, when all the shenanigans occur. Well, about a year later, he, this guy called back and said, um, I just want to thank you all. Um, you've helped me tremendously. And now I am the head football coach. <laughs> So, all right. so, so in essence, really, those success stories can turn out to creating ambassadors for your program out in the community. Yes, yes, exactly. And, um, and, and, and that's what we want. You know, we want, um, you know, if, if you're listening out there and you, you have these symptoms, PTSD, TBI, MST, or you know somebody that does, send them our way. We'll take good care of them. And, uh, yeah, we just want to serve more people. Word of mouth, we've got um, our evaluations show and prove kind of how well we're doing and how well received our programming is. And uh, it's mostly through word of mouth. We've just recently got into some marketing and national marketing, but mostly it's uh, it's been word of mouth to date. All right. Now, we only have a couple minutes left, Monty, and it was a pleasure having you on the show with us today. And hopefully... As you grow, we'd like to have you back. And okay. what, Sounds great. What would, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Ooh, good, good question. I'll, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Um, all human behavior is a strategy to meet a need, period. And um, once I figured that out, which was pretty recently, I started to look at things differently, and I started to look at human behavior differently. Um, even if even if this human behavior we're talking about is self-destructive, uh, it is still a strategy to meet a need. 
And you can look at situations from that perspective as opposed to getting escalated or pissed off or spun up in my own story. Um, you can look at you can look at a situation from the other person's met or unmet needs, which is an entirely different thought process and circumstance. That's what I'd like to pass. All right. All right. Bill? Well, Monty, thank you for agreeing to spend some of your valuable time with us today. We're most appreciative of it. Thank you for your service to our great country, and thank you for your continued service to our men and women who've served the country. Because I always believe it's veterans who continue to help veterans will help us to get to that final point where we need to feel a lot better about ourselves after we come back to home and community. Well, it was my pleasure, guys. Um, I, I want to help those who I think deserve it the most, and I appreciate what you guys are doing, showcasing all you know, showcasing these these types of people and, and these uh, the plight of the veteran. And uh, thank you for what you do. I appreciate that, Monty. And if you missed any of our shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7, and you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. We'll see you next week, and be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of